0: Hi, I'm John, and I'm Paul, and this is the Minute Podcast.
1: If you give a mouse a cookie, I'm pretty sure he'd write a book, but give us 60 seconds of footage and we'll tell you where to look. With a concept this simplistic, it's hard to say if it'll last, but give us just a minute and we'll give you a podcast. The Minute Podcast. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode. As you probably know by now, the Minute Podcast is a weekly conversation between John and myself where we discuss our favorite small items from today, the past, or the future. John, what are we looking at today?
0: Today we're discussing the raspberry Pi, bonsai trees, and wang wang.
1: Great, and this week's episode is brought to you by a bunch of rejected fake ads that I thought were going to work but never really came together, such as the new animated feature film Alvin and the Pimp Monks by (laughs) Joie de Beef, it's not a bouillon; it's a way of life. Joie de beef, and it's a trap music. The new podcast where we mash up trap music and sound bites from Star Wars to see what works and what doesn't.
0: Those were all genuinely good ads, Paul.
1: Well, then I fucked up.
0: <laughs> I loved every single one of them. Uh, okay, uh, so Paul, what is our level of familiarity? Let's okay. Let's start off one at a time, right? Yeah. So what's our level of familiarity with Raspberry Pi?
1: Well, um, I'm going to gloss over all the obvious jokes about it being delicious and just say that <laughs> we're talking about the... Oh um,
0: Go ahead. Just rob me of all my material. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, we're talking about the tiny processors, though. Yeah. Yes,
0: we are. The ARM processors.
1: Yeah, which I don't know a ton about, um, like, structurally or technically, except that they're very small, they're very light, and they can do a limited amount of processing in your tiny, tiny amount of space.
0: See, I'm the kind of guy that owns a Raspberry Pi. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Uh, However, I use it in the most like stereotypically nerdy sort of way, which is that I put uh, a lot of classic games on it and I run an emulator on it. And then it basically just makes a lot of sense. It it basically just sits underneath my television.
1: Yeah. Um, So how how large is it fully encased there?
0: Oh, encased and everything. It's like uh about the size of two. About the size of an index card in terms of footprint, and about mm-hmm. an inch thick. That's about it. Oh, that's tiny, and I love it. It is very tiny, um, and and I love it too. It's nice. Uh, it's just that it is um. I don't know. It's just not very convenient to use because for some reason, mm-hmm. uh, it it doesn't well. So like, it doesn't come with a power button. It's just sort of like plug in. It's on. Mm -hmm. unplug it and it's off you can buy like a power switch for it and then install it yourself but i'm too lazy for that and so that's the other side of this is that i'm the kind of nerd that owns one of them but does not understand it at all like i (laughs) i know a little bit of python which is like the Mm -hmm. Pi part of raspberry pi uh Mm -hmm. but only enough to know that i know basically nothing about it and uh In terms of like being able to do anything in it, I definitely just follow YouTube videos or like, you know, uh, you know, just sort of like CNET article tutorials or something.
1: Right, right. Yeah. I mean, I've seen some cool stuff that people do with them that I also don't understand how to implement. Like if you want to make a smart mirror or a smart pretty much anything that you're doing a custom job on. Yeah. Smart basically just means a Raspberry Pi, right? I think I think in this day and age. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John, what's the coolest thing that you've seen it used for?
0: Uh the smart mirror stuff is really cool. Uh especially since it's basically like we're going to fuck with this mirror, make it so that you can see like the news or mm-hmm. like a little news t- ticker or something like that or the time. But then I also think about the sort of dystopian world I live in in which I can't just like wait until I'm done looking in the mirror <laughs> to, <laughs> to like deal with that stuff. Like I like the idea of having like just a passive um weather report because I'm one of those people who's really bad at Remembering, weather exists, um, I guess it's sure. because I'm an I'm definitely an indoor human, so mm-hmm. when I do randomly want to go outside, I often don't think about the fact that outside is not just a like constant space that just does the same thing at all times.
1: John, so, you're, you're living in the wrong climate. You got to move to like Southern California, I think.
0: Yeah, I, I yeah, no, Southeast Michigan has some crazy weather, so. Uh, Not not the best place for that, Um, but I also have dealt with that by just being like constantly prepared and basically making my backpack a go bag for inconvenient weather.
1: Okay, so, so it sounds like then our conclusion for the Raspberry Pi is that it's tiny and we love that, but yeah. it raises some questions about the nature of our existence in 2018 and we're not comfortable thinking about that.
0: Is it bad that when you said 2018, I was like, no, that can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, I need a clock and date thing to tell me what time and and year I'm in. Here it is. Yep. And then I also need something to just passively tell me what the weather is going to be like. I feel like I need one of these things now, Paul.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, you are, you're literally a commercial for the Raspberry Pi.
0: <laughs> Apparently. But somehow I'm able to live my life not knowing temporally or weatherly how or when my existence is
1: well i think that sums up the raspberry Pi pretty well john what's your level of familiarity with bonsai trees
0: i'm uh one of those people who has always loved bonsai trees i'll go and see like them at any sort of botanical garden but has Mm. managed to kill every single bonsai tree i've ever tried to plant or grow
1: oh how many have you tried i've always thought about trying it but then i I never wanted to commit to having a tiny tree that would live 200 years
0: there's at least twelve trees that uh, you know, mark my hands with their
1: blood. Like Oh, you've got a little bonsai graveyard?
0: Yeah, I've got one yeah. Well each of their little each of their little tiny pots uh is like a tombstone
1: for me. Oh, that's tragic and I love it. John yeah. what 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 keeps happening?
0: Um so they require water and care, and I <laughs> withdraw both of those things from all plants, so <coughs> <laughs> Huh.
1: <laughs> I always think it's interesting when someone talks about killing plants, and then I ask like, "What? Why is that?" And the answer is always, "Well, I I don't water them." I'm like, "Well, then why? <laughs> what? what?
0: Do
1: I then don't, do okay. the do the thing." I, I was talking about
0: this yesterday with Lucy, uh, yeah. in the sense that so uh, we we both grew up in in a pretty rural area, mm-hmm. and uh, I definitely grew up surrounded by plants, like. You know, I dig up my mom's garden for her during the summer, although, you know, of course, like everybody tripped in and all that sort of stuff. But like, you know, sure. so like plants were always a part of my life, but they were always sort of like a they were outdoors, like not like like we'd have indoor plants, but they were like, you know, pretty hardy things like that you can't kill. Uh, right. and And so like nature kind of does some of that work for you. Like you got to make sure that, you know, the. The soil's right and all this sort of stuff, but and as long as you plant them in the right time of year, like at the end of the day, like it it doesn't require a ridiculous amount of upkeep to grow mm-hmm. like squash, right? True. Um, at least where we're from. I mean, like you know, you're in the middle of Arizona desert. Maybe it does require a lot more upkeep. Uh, Not
1: the vegetable for you, no.
0: No. Uh, then again, I don't know. Maybe squash are just crazy for desert. I don't know. But um, anyway, so like when it comes to sort of the millennial idea of a green thumb. It has nothing to do with the outside because we can't afford land, let alone, like, ground. (laughs) Uh, So instead we compensate by tiny little pots that we keep things inside of and try and love like they're going to love us back. But I don't actually personify plants that way. So instead they are just plants and I am not deferent to them in any way that I am deferent to, I don't know, sticks or empty bottles or something you know what i mean like like it's it's not a a special thing to me to see a plant inside of a home and so, so you just i don't I, think about it i don't think about them at all they're just space inside of my house which is why like i kind of like uh either like plants that are really hard to kill like uh you know like just sort of something that you'd find at ikea or something or mm-hmm. or plants that you know are just outside like <laughs>
1: That, that's interesting to me, mostly because if if you're so intrigued by the idea of a bonsai tree that you They're have beautiful. tried several times to grow one, you you'd think you might be invested to yeah you know, keep it alive. Well, I I not also, invested, but yeah,
0: they are beautiful. Like they are objectively beautiful things, and so like I think that's what it is. And they also mm-hmm. so trees are also something that in my mind are like very big and hard to kill. But then the tiny trees are very small and very. Easy to kill. (laughs) So I just think of them as like small trees with both the with only one of the qualities different. But then I realize no, no, they're 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 easier to kill as well. So I think that that's the other part of it. How about you? That's amazing. Have you never tried to do a bonsai tree? I'm kind of surprised by that.
1: I never have. When we were growing up out in out in Western Maryland, uh, we moved to a farm at some point where the guy who owned it previously had a lot of really ornamental evergreens that were in a, a bonsai style, Ooh. but they were planted out and about. So they were like three feet tall. Oh, nice. That's so which cool. I thought was really interesting, but no, I've never tried to grow one myself.
0: Yeah. See, that's the thing is like all like even like just sort of like gnarly, uh, Mediterranean plants are really cool and interesting to look at. And so that's mm-hmm. sort of what I settle for is like, if I ever do own a yard of some variety or like have the ability to like plant something in like a space, like, maybe I go for one of those, like, sort of gnarly evergreens or something like that. That sort of, like, gives me that same sort of, like, this tree. Like, like bonsai trees are sort of, like, the, uh, like, pug or bulldog equivalent where they're not necessarily that old. Like, I mean, I mean, I know there's really old ones, but they're not necessarily that old, but they look old as fuck. Like, they look like they've seen some shit. And so, like, you know, I kind of like the idea of, like, that sort of gnarled tree that I can have in my, like, you know, home that was built, you know, 50 years ago or something.
1: Well, they're also similar in that they're species that are just being wildly fucked up by humans, which, which I think is an, another great parallel. Yeah, so they're John, also both what's...
0: bronchiocephalic, which is a mm. word I know the understanding of.
1: <laughs> Alright, John, what's your favorite use of bonsai trees in popular culture or the media?
0: Uh, that's hard. Uh, I Like, I imagine probably... So like uh there's some good bonsai stuff going on in uh in um Cowboy Bebop. There's also some good bonsai stuff going on in the uh Karate Kid series.
1: I was going to say Karate Kid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I feel like Karate Kid probably it's the first thing that I thought of and I had to think on Cowboy Bebop. Uh I think Karate Kid is probably the answer to that one. Yeah.
1: Are you going to watch Cobra Kai? Uh
0: I am not because I, uh, I got Movie Pass, so I don't need to ever watch anything online ever again.
1: <laughs> that's fair. Yep, that makes a lot of sense. Which is All right, this, So this is not an ad
0: for Movie Pass. Uh, brought to you by. Yep. Yeah, please pay us money, then we'll do the ad for Movie Pass.
1: We'll do an ad even if you don't pay us, as evidenced by everything we've ever said here, that's true. John. So we're, we're both pro bonsai. Then, um, what about Wang Wang? What's your understanding?
0: I have no idea what wang wang is i assume it is a human being a, a male human being by the pronouns you use in the who is he and why is he in our notes here because i don't know who this is
1: so take it away paul so wang wang is my favorite diminutive actor he's filipino i think he's actually dead but he he was all of about two or two and a half feet tall okay. and he starred in these james bondian um spy thrillers where he was the bond character and he would go around and save the day and he'd karate chop guys and he shot a pretty big gun and it was great uh and it all had a sort of bollywood feel where it was all very over the top in a uh. way that you were you were never sure like is wang wang an action hero or is wang wang a comedian and it was just it's a beautiful thing i fully recommend everybody go out and watch some wang wang material
0: okay so what like so they were all sort of like Bond type things
1: like mm, yep. And, everything and, that I've seen that he's been in was very um, James Bondian. Yeah. Now,
0: is this uh, are these like American films like Filipino exploitation sort of things or like, no, uh, I, well, OK, I'm assuming, fair question. I'm assuming this is from a while ago yeah. uh, if he's dead.
1: As far as I know, these are all local Filipino films uh, okay. made locally with no exploitation or anything in there. If it turns out that there is, then I obviously have to do a lot of backtracking. I mean, it's it's a movie. It's got
0: exploitation. Like,
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in any case, he's... Um, Somebody got exploited I th- there. I think he holds the record for the smallest actor in a leading role ever. Oh,
0: that's rad. Yeah.
1: So cool. he's a, he's a cool dude. I know almost nothing about him beyond that. And now you're saying hard questions about exploitation and uh <laughs> No, I don't know. no, no.
0: I did I didn't mean that in like uh like like black exploitation doesn't necessarily mean that it's I mean, I guess it is sort of exploitative, but like there's a lot of black actors and directors that were also, you know, <clears throat> came up through that and stuff. I just meant like is it sort of a genre of American film I'm just not I I just don't know about or is it mm-hmm uh like a yeah or is it foreign film like uh foreign made films and stuff like that
1: I'm nearly certain it's foreign made uh, but in any case wang wang movies are a lot of fun they're incredibly weird but i recommend checking them out
0: Awesome I'm I'm excited about this I like I like uh i like foreign made films and uh i like the idea of like a twist on a bond formula that sounds like a lot of fun
1: Great Well John anything else that's really small that you'd like to talk about Um
0: no, not really. Uh, I think I think uh, people's anticipation for the new Ant Man movie is probably both ironically small because he is also supposed to be small, but small mm-hmm. also because man, Avengers is kind of a bummer. So uh, <laughs> I guess, I'm not sure who's gonna be like, yeah, let's go to another one of those in a month or two. I'm not really sure when it comes
1: out. No, who's to say? Yeah, but. In any case, let's call it then and say a big thanks to the listeners at home. If you want to support this podcast, well, it's a spoof episode of a spoof podcast, so <laughs> we'll do it whenever we want to. Yes. Um, but you can always find us on Twitter at TheMinutePodcast at gmail.com.
0: Yeah, find us. Yep,
1: just... Find us and fight us
0: if you want to change the My New Podcast.
1: <laughs> in real life. Uh, yes. Although it, it's known that this is some people's favorite episode series that we do
0: oh that's that's absolutely true it's, it, it Which, is a series now we've done two episodes of it
1: we've done two but as always hosted by paul reberg and john ward produced by john ward theme music by paul reberg thanks and we'll see you for another one of these eventually bye holy crap you made it to the end we'll be back next week to do it all again until then be well and be sure to take a minute the minute podcast
0: remember how many takes it, takes it took the last time for this yep all right mm. hi i'm john and i'm paul and this is the minute podcast no it's not
1: okay. <laughs> it's track one it's a muscle memory thing it, it is
0: it's absolutely Okay.